0: The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio, or the show hosts, where words, advice, and
1: or opinions from WJMS Radio.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind.
1: You don't want to miss In the Bender with Brandon. <laughs> see, we keep it real. We're fake, we're gonna keep it real. You we're, we're telling real. the truth,
0: bro. You're tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. And we are live. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. And of course, we're on part two with our dear friends Mr. Ernest and Diane Moore they had uh, had an awesome (laughs) time last time so we're gonna let them continue um sharing their life um in the blended family brandon and
1: so of course we got a, a lot of new viewers on this evening and so again uh we welcome you guys we thank you for sharing your life and your your family experiences with us on in the blender And I'm telling you guys, this couple right here is a phenomenal couple. I'm talking about phenomenal. And so their insight, their perspectives, their uh, perceptions on the blended family, uh, the stuff that they went through, I mean, you hear a lot of different stories, but their particular plight was quite different than anyone I ever heard before, you know, because Yeah, Ernest a show-off man. He he he
2: just
1: (laughs) (laughs) showed off the whole way. way. way.
2: You know that's a product of my intelligent choice. Exactly. exactly.
1: (laughs) Like the (laughs) brother stepped their game up. (laughs) And so just hearing how they met, how they just walked this thing out, because a lot of people don't take the time Mm -hmm. that they took to walk it out. And consequently or subsequently, they encounter things that they may not have to encounter if oh, yeah. they just walk it out. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys can just give us a brief overview of how you met the whole nine on that part, so we can come up the breast on that.
3: OK. She said I'm short on details. <laughs> um, long story short, um, Diane and I, we met at one of the schools my daughter was attending. Was, at the time, it was Metropolitan that Metropolitan Day School. My daughter's attending and she was a teacher there. And from me going in and out and she observing me from outside of the window and one of her co-workers wanted us to meet. And we finally got an opportunity to meet, got an opportunity to go out. Um we went out. Um again at the time she wasn't looking for a relationship. She's really just looking for a friend. And I was roughly looking for the same thing. So um when we found that both was actually um divorcees or single parents at the time um, we realized that the process was going to take a little longer, and which it did. Um, it took about um, seven years of periodically dating, meaning that we really wow. dated about moments because it was taking care of our family. And after about seven years, we made a decision that we wanted to get married. And um, and here we are, um, how many years later? Um, almost 20. Almost, almost 20 years total from, from
1: dating to, to marriage, including. Wow. So let me ask you this, guys, because seven is a very significant number Was that intentional or it just worked its way out that way?
2: No, it wasn't intentional. I I was blowing it a a lot of times. (laughs) Uh, uh, And every time he thought about the consideration, he knew the value of one, uh, he thought highly of who he was. And uh, two, he realized that he didn't want to go back and repeat the same process, meaning divorce. And so... Um, Those seven years gave us an opportunity again to see how I handle life, how he handled life, um, and whether or not this Bible-token woman uh, that he met was truly who she said she was and the same for him. I I think that it's important that uh, for me that I I wanted somebody who was complete and whole and mature, um, who was going to not only be in it for, for me, but for um, I, my family and so, and then vice versa. So um, after a while, it didn't matter about the length of time. I really valued him as a friend. Um, I began to see some strategic things that he was getting, putting in place it's to include going to the communication lab that knew, I knew that there was an end to it. And so, you know, when the Bible says be anxious for nothing, I think people take that for granted, in a lot of ways, to include marriage, and I really had to be settled in knowing God. I'm okay whether I'm married or not. I just want to make sure that I'm making a good choice because I knew that this was a covenant for the rest of my life, and more importantly, I knew that my, you know, my children and and blending Taylor into it. We really did not want to go backwards. We wanted to go forward.
3: Yeah, and and. and- in the seven years that I mentioned earlier is that um, we only dated in moments because we both had individual children that we were caring for. We both had our own families we had to maintain. So going by and dropping my daughter off in the morning was a great treat because I had an opportunity to see Diane in the morning. But when I picked up Taylor in the afternoon, I went home to take care of her. So it was that type of thing. And then when we did have a moment to get away, to at least to go out and do something individually without the children, they were always called. So it was always moments. So we cherished every second that we had individually, but when we did introduce the children and fold the children in, then it was almost like one of these things It's like, I see you every day. We have a plan for Saturday or definitely Sunday because everybody went to church on Sunday. That was one of the, we considered the family time when we all were together and then everybody could see how we interact with each other, how we respond to different situations. And also, um, Um, to give us an opportunity to spend a little bit more time together, quality time together, because we couldn't do it Monday through Friday every day.
2: And and life was moving forward for us. I I mean, I I have, when he met me, I had uh, teenagers, but one of them was getting ready to go forward in college. I would talk to him and say, listen, this is what I'm thinking about doing in terms of my finances or putting myself in in position and, um, you know, Ernest is really, really wise. And definitely when it comes down to money and vision and um, provision. And he would tell me all the time, he said, okay, there's faith. And then there's foolishness. (laughs) And right now I think you're operating in that and you need to consider all the total picture, Diane. And so again, with friendship, without any intimacy, it gives you that opportunity to be, brave enough and honest enough because, you know, it's, it's almost like I, I don't have anything, you know, to hide. You're my friend and I see how you're handling life and you're doing it pretty well. And so I, here's a situation that's now new to me, you know, first one going off to college. Now I've got right after her, the next one going off right after her, the next one going off. And I, and here's some financial decisions that I'm making. And in the midst of all of that, um, I, I take risks. And much to sometimes my downfall, um, I, w- I had decided, oh, I'm going to also quit the job in the interim. So Ernest was looking like really, really, really dying. What's going on with you? So a lot of people don't realize, you know, all the things that we had to see, all the weaknesses that we had to see, be- and and to pull back that veil of saying, listen, this is what's going on with me right now. I, I need your assistance in this area those are the things that along with dating and moments that we really had to do hearing your story this time opened me up a lot
1: differently than it did the first time mm-hmm. uh because I heard you guys say seven mm-hmm. but seven never jumped out to me you know and, and, and we we understand that seven is the number of completion and so when when I look at you guys and I look at your marriage and I look at your children and and I see how that seven years, Allowed you not only to complete some things personally, yeah. but complete some things together. Yeah, yes, true. And of course, we find out a lot of times that you know, especially in the blended families, people jump right in. Yeah, and they don't take the necessary time or precautions or measures to make sure that this is the right move. You know, and and like you like you said, that time goes by fast, whether you're married or not. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it did, it did. And, and so you can make a more conscious decision outside of that relationship because you waited. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, folks that jump in it, and now we just gotta tough it out. Yeah, and so I I, I just want to applaud you guys on again. That's why I asked, was it intentional? But I know it, I know it was spirit-led. Oh, yeah, yes,
4: yeah.
1: I know it definitely was spirit led and, and scripture says that those that hear the voice of God or follow his voice, them, that are the sons of God. Yeah. And so with that sonship comes promises. Yeah. And you guys are definitely living out those promises. And so I just want to make sure that on tonight that we're dropping nuggets, man, that people can pick up because I don't want people to rush into something that you got to rush out of.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah. and that, that's one of the things that from a, from a single state that if you were single and you decide to jump into it, whatever you build or whatever you fail, you do it together. But being that we came into this um, as what we considered or I consider a pre-package. Children's already here, already at a certain age. Um, We have to look at how do we bring that together while we still have individual visions, how we bring that together collectively and do it in a strategic way that it will be a balance out of all. And, and that's why, at least I say for blended, you, you have to be strategic about that because you want to make sure, because it's more than just you anymore. Yes. You have children that ask me, how are you gonna respond? How are you gonna fold them into how they're gonna react to you? And again, age just plays a difference. So we was quite fortunate because our children were not small, small, but yet they were in that age where they had an opinion, of course, and, and they had that viewpoint and again, that's during that early stage of development. And we are looking at how do we bring them into adulthood collectively um, from our state. And, and I think that we, we did a great job on that. I really do.
2: And, and our kids were at the point where they could understand and see a relationship that worked or did not. And unfortunately, a lot was at stake because if it did not work, so many people end up in the same dysfunctional, situation from what they learned from parents unfortunately or people that they see or people that have influence and so again it was important to me i'm like god when i met this man things are working i'm finally beginning to see the light i'm seeing all the things that you're doing i'm at peace you know my heart is good uh, i i'm finally so content with where i'm going and okay he's nice shoes haven't dropped yet he continues to be the same person but people change well we're always changing we always grow we're always growing but you want to grow for the better and you want to know that you here's a person that's going in the same direction at the same pace that you are because even now being an empty nest Ernest and I are continuing to want to grow and, and figure out, well, what else is life, does life have for us? Because mm-hmm. as we continue to grow, they continue to grow. Because they're like, look at what they're doing now. Oh, Mr. Ernest, he can rent by property? Oh wow. I never thought about that. And it makes the vision bigger for us. It makes it the uncomfortability bigger, bigger than us, but we also know that our God is bigger than us and that together we can conquer the world. And, you know, Ernest will bring things to me and I'm like, okay, you sure we can do that? And when I see it come to pass, it puts more and more confidence in me as a wife to know, wow, he really is looking to the future for us. He really has us in mind. I mean, even not having the children here there's are still decisions that they're making, that they're bringing to us. In fact, one today that Ernest and I had to sit down and I had to say, OK, you know, we're going to protect our peace here. But I know that you're going to help her strategize a plan
1: you guys are like in the south they got places like golden corral and ryan's so i gotta make sure that we slow down because you, you eat so much you get full real fast and so <laughs> I, I just it's important to highlight some things because first you talked about being anxious for nothing and that's so important because you enter into this dynamic, not really having a complete understanding of all that it entails. Mm-hmm. And so you make a decision to blend families, but you haven't really counted up the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you drop that nugget. And so I want to make sure people are picking that up. And then you guys talked about strategy being strategic, mm-hmm. which is very important because that's that's the that's the uh the, the twin sibling of vision. Mm-hmm. You got vision, but then there's strategy. Mm-hmm. And they
2: both look alike, but they both have their own identity. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you can have them, vision, and if you don't have a plan, you just have, it's just a wish. You, you, you yeah. just,
1: <laughs>
2: and so I want to make
1: sure that people have that understanding that, listen, don't be anxious, but then be very strategic. know where you want to go and what you want to get out of this. It's more than just that good looking couple over there. It's more than that. It's about, okay, guess what? We're going to get a little older. I may not have all the muscles I had when you first met me or vice versa. And So what are we going to do as a couple beyond that?
4: Because
1: so many people enter into families, whether it's blended or not, based upon appearances based upon the vain things that, that always change without a strategy. You know, and, and both aren't strategic. At least one should be. At least one person should have a plan for the family as where we're going to go and how we're going to get there and what it's going to take to accomplish that. And so I wanted to drop that. But then you said, consider the children. Dude, That that is huge. <laughs> that That's up there on top.
2: Yeah.
1: Because... I think one of the things that that made Mr. Ernest look so good to you was that he considered his daughter.
2: That was the first thing that I I saw. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and, and I didn't didn't see him. him. I didn't see his eloquent speech. I just said, look at how he's treating this child. Look at how he opens up the door for her. Look at how he takes out her book bag. Look at how he comes into the school. Look at his parent engagement. He's constantly here. He's for. He's here for all the events. He's, again, I was like, oh, you know, wifey must be, she gets in later. So he's always here. And then I saw his involvement with the staff and how he treated him them. And I'm like, okay, this guy is, is really interesting. You know, he doesn't even know me yet. And when they were talking about him, I did not put him with the person in the car. I knew what I told God and i had a index card that started out white that 17 years later was now yellow cuz i put <laughs> down everything that i wanted and saw that i needed in a made for me
3: oh she had a roller next yeah. i Yeah. Mean, she, she 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 laid it <laughs> no, out was
2: exactly. oh okay oh. Yeah. yeah
3: but she in and, and, and it's and again those, those are those were her wishes and desires and i and i had similar as well that i realized that again um jumping into something new, it, it had to be you had to have patience with it. Yes. And when why men and women they can have this, this this fatal attraction. but when parenting kicks in, you're like, okay, I, I gotta go take yes. care of this. And no, I don't not that I don't want to do that, but I, and then the children have to where are you going? Who is this? and 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 so you have to look over oh, well, this a friend because you don't want to start putting titles on things. And, and and even today, I mean, my daughter still call me Miss Diane, you know, because that's a title. that, and they still call me Mr. Ernest. That's the title they just give, but they give the respect of, of, a, of a parent, no matter which way it goes. And and, and that's what, what I always look at. That if you patient with whatever you're interested in as a mate in the blended family, and you can be able to understand what you're about to, like you say, what you're about to take on or what you are about to put together. And once you get that patience, then if you can do it externally before you get married you definitely have to have the patience when you get married because now this is when all of those examples that we talked about oh now it's real and you know you don't want to go like diane said you don't want to go back
2: you don't want to go back and you don't want to see excited children who have always had a desire to now have that family unit and as christians i believe that here we have set an atmosphere for our children. My, Our children heard us praying individually and yet separately. And they're now looking on, what's up, God? Because they're on, the only Christ they could see was us. And so we fought hard to maintain peace. Ernest told me early on, he said, the greatest gift that you can give me it's is peace. provide me with peace. peace. Wow. I don't need riches. I don't need you, things from you, Diane. I just want peace.
1: Wow. That, and it's that, that, a beautiful
2: thing me. when you have that and you come into a home and it rests mm-hmm. upon your home.
1: You guys, man, listen. <laughs> so I'm just jotting down notes as you talk. And, and, and And so we talked about how we met. We talked about the steps we took to get to where we are. And now here we are, empty nesters. Because that's a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. Because even though we're empty nesters, we're still parents.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even though everybody has gone on and, and they're they're doing their own thing, they're starting their own families, we're still parents. Yeah. And so our roles have never left us. We're just empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we get the phone calls, we get the visits, you know, we get the inquiries. Well, we still got to be mom and dad, even though they're grown. Yeah. And so how how has that transition been? First of all, how long have you guys been empty nesters? And then how has that transition been for you guys since you've been empty nesters?
3: I, 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 I told Taylor finished up college about two years ago. Yeah. So let's just say six years ago, she was still, because out of our, when we came together as a family, um, our our three adults or three children, they were at that stage on, do they really move in with us or do they be on their own? We introduced and we shared the option with them and two of them, the two our two daughters, they decided, well, let me go out and see if they can find an apartment On It's not that they didn't want to live here, but well, we, we let them know what our expectations was mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, guidelines and things of that sort. saw. wasn't anything treacherous, but they wanted we need to make sure. And they went out and looked. So they decided to go look for an apartment and they got approved. So they moved into an apartment. Our son at the time, just before we got married, he ended up going into the military. So our daughter, Taylor, which was looking for that blended family, she was like by herself all the way over again. Wow. So a few years after that, she went to college and she would come home during the summer and then she go. So oh, they still
2: had that little meetings
3: for Taylor. It, yeah, they still had the meetings. They
2: they just didn't include us. Yeah, they, they there was there was they still a meeting. Meet but, they would close the door and meet Taylor. Yeah. They meet but they, they, they were not
3: they, they were not all under <laughs> one roof. And that's why I say yeah. the age plays a factor in it. So mm-hmm. um so for the last six years, it's just another phase in our life because even when they went out on their own, there was concern, you know, um mm-hmm. decision they are making, what they're gonna do, how how we can be able to um I use the word God to counsel them in a way that doesn't be so much of the parent because we realize they may consider themselves as adult based off a legal perspective, but we also realize that you never experienced various different things and your decisions may have a longer impact. And we, we watched them and we were right here, and it was it was tough on both of it us. It was
2: it was tough on both of us. There were times that we had agape love, and then there were times with tough love because we realized that you are adulting. Um, is a privilege, but when you make decisions that are outside of that, uh, of that, um, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. And we cannot continue to allow you to make those choices and not feel the consequences mm-hmm. because we want you to successfully leave us mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. have to continue to go back, come back. And of course, one of them ended up coming back. But again, everything about us is still rules, guidelines, and when uh, that, um, she did come back. It even came
3: with a timeline. Yeah. We, we, we put together at the time. It was, a, it was a parent adult agreement and in it, it, it really laid out what her goals were, why she was going to be here and what our expectations were and what we were going to do to assist her to help to meet those goals. Um, but yet, you know, as an, as an adult, when you have some barriers, um, that you have to follow, especially parents it's a little hard, but see, when you're on your own, it's almost like I can do that and I can get away with it. But For <laughs> us, it's like, okay, if I'm going to come home late or something goes on, she knew what the rules are, and and not that we we said we didn't hold her accountable. What we did is we just let her know this is what you said you was going to do, and this is how we said we was going to respond. It,
2: it was in right. Yeah,
3: it, it was it was it was, a, it was nice. I put together the parent and the adult agreement. She signed it, um, but it was it was a lesson learned. But one of the things that we did learn from that is that as a parent with, with adults, watching them grow and make those challenges in your house is different when they're out. And yeah. when they're out, you are concerned, but as they begin to make these decisions, um, you're feeling more confident because you again, you, I would say, God, you I know you got this. Yeah. And so as they make those decisions, we don't see, I would consider how the sausage is made, but we can see the results. We see that they, they're doing okay. And it's not that we're releasing or relinquishing our individual parenthood it's just a different way so now there's more counseling if they come
2: and if they don't that's okay too they cannot live through our faith they have to walk through their
3: own yeah yeah we we have always said that they're a recipient of our blessings and some people says you know you would need to bless to be blessed well our children we established that because we wanted to be we wanted them to be able to see that is all possible we yes. wanted to give them the necessary tools, but we realize that they have to be able to have that faith to believe for themselves because we're standing on the same word. The difference is that we are experienced it. Now it's our time to be able to experience that and walk on that same word where now they believe and know for themselves. Hey God, I know you got me too. So when they believe it and we believe it, oh it it, it shows. It really it, does. It
2: shows and it, it, it gave us a comfort. Yep. And knowing that one, we trust God and then Two, that God, these these are God's children. At the end of the day, they they were lent to us, but we train them in the way that they should go, not train them in the way that they should go and come back and go and come back. Because I I, I think that nothing can resolve your your training children to be codependent. And we wanted to train our children to be winners. We wanted to train them to know that, okay, this verse, all things are possible to them to believe. In fact, it's funny because the situation that came up that she came in, I still looked at her and I said, you still have to go talk to God and tell him before you come to us exactly what it is that you desire. So when you're coming to us with you're not coming with just your plan. You're coming with a plan that God gave you. And
1: and and that and that is so huge, too, because, it, you know, basically, and I, and I tell people this, I heard this a long time. I don't even remember where I heard this from, but we are raising children. We're raising adults. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so a lot of times as parents, where that failure comes in is because you're always looking at them as children instead of understanding that they are adults in training. Yep.
2: and Brandon, you and, and when you say failure, you have failed them when you do
1: that. Exactly, exactly, because you haven't properly prepared them for what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, like you was talking about that codependence and all those different things, are always having to come back and forth is because the proper steps weren't taken to show them that you you may be nine, but I'm not going to talk to you like you're nine. I'm going to talk to you like you're 19. I want to talk to you like you're 29 because there's some things that when I say now, I want them to pop back up when you get 19. Exactly. I want them to pop exactly. back up when you get 29 and you will know what to do in that instance. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: It, it, it is, it's
3: interesting you mention that because if we take a look in, and, and this deals a little bit with, with, with Diane's book that was coming out in the future, um, she talks about all the things her mother had taught her and that is, is relevant today. So when we have our children about cleaning up your room and making sure you do various different things. That's all about preparation to an adulthood. So when you get on your own, I don't have to walk into your apartment and it is in disarray, or I don't have to worry about, you know, your, 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 your finances. is crazy because we talked about the little money that you may have had as a young adult, a young, young adult, but as you got older, you saw the importance of it. And the other thing about family time, I mean, where like I mentioned earlier, Sunday was the day we all were together. They realized that's the day we if we don't do anything but eat and go to church, we're all together. So that became a, not just something a that tradition. you do, but that became that's something normal. But if we take that back to our parents, our parents had some of those little things inside of us that we were trained up to do. And they would say, oh, no, Ernest, don't do certain things. Or, or would say, I grew up that you can't go outside this type of way. And, and we try to pass it on to them. Now, today, we see something different in other people's children. (laughs) But for our children, (laughs) you walk outside, you're going to have to be a comedian because when you leave here, you're a certain way, you can turn a comedian outside. But I
2: think they respected that. I think the more affluent one becomes, we forget about those simple principles in how we did do life. And we allow our affluence then to say, oh, yeah, i'll buy this i'll buy you the car but it's like okay but what where is the work ethic come in where is the ability for that person to sustain it if you are doing it i I think ernest and i i won't say we're a different breed but we are (laughs) we we believe that um it's possible for for you but but what what's your plan in order to provide it's possible you you know you're coming with us with a, a lot of great plans maybe you need to simplify this because you know, you got to carry this out. Not only do you have to carry it out, but you have to sustain this. Now, we uh, will be benefactors of our wisdom. I tell Ernest all the time, I, I believe it is not so much the money that we're to pass down, but it is the wisdom um, that God gives us to pass down that now they can not only carry it out, but they can pass this on to their generation. I love
1: that, that wisdom piece, man, because the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Yes. And you know, and most Feelful people and godly mean, wisdom exactly it means so, then you still gotta do something. But but most people don't understand that that wisdom. Wisdom is important, it's paramount because without wisdom, you're just running in circles. Yeah. You're yeah. just running in circles in and, and, and showing that how we can handle our finances with wisdom, we can handle our relationship with wisdom. And again, I just love from what I was seeing from afar, what you guys were doing. And my wife would tell you, I am a student of people. Sit on the bench
3: and watch them go by. <laughs> oh, man,
2: what? That like discernment, those are guests. Listen, I study <laughs> people. Important.
1: And my mom had me like that growing up. She said, just watch. Yeah, she said you'll see more if you just pay attention. Yeah, and so when I encounter people, I just watch. And so, what I saw to me was blessed, what I saw to me was impressive, you know. And I don't know if others saw what I saw, I don't care if others saw what I saw, but I know what I saw, and I saw it in your children, I saw it in how they related with others. And I saw how you guys related with others. And that's why I thought it was just so necessary to bring you on here. Thank you. Just from that, that standpoint, and as a blended family, how do you get two people that, that got it together? How do you get, because sometimes it's hard to get two people that got it together
4: <laughs> Yeah.
1: because when you got it together, you 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 almost kind of set in how you like things to be.
4: Yeah.
1: And it takes a lot of give and a lot of take to get what you guys have produced. Yeah. And so, I. what, what, what do you I want to ask a
0: question? What are three myths that you've heard concerning blended families?
3: Um, Some is myth and some is fact. Some of it is say that if you are married for the second time, the first time is 65% that you get divorced. Second time is 75% you get divorced. The third time is like 90% you get the divorce. And again, these are statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I believe that um, if you just want the numbers, that's fine, but if you get down to the nitty gritty, you'll find that, that those, those are not all true. Correct. Mm-hmm. Again, if you only get in the negative ones, they're not coming and asking about the ones who've been together for 20 yeah. years at the second marriage, you know, yeah. thing. um And then some of the other ministers that said, I marry her and don't marry the children, you know.
4: Mm. Um,
3: in actuality, you marry the whole family, you know, um, because she has a family prior to me and vice versa, and that family has to come together. And again, when you're younger, um, some people look at this, oh, yes, they're young, they're getting married, you build a family, and that's cool. But the second time around, you got ex-laws and in-laws, and you're looking at, I'm bringing them together collectively, but the focus is on those new in-laws And I need to make sure that I'm accepted and they're accepted in the family and the children that understand
1: that as well. And the myth is not always you just marry just that one person, you know? I I, I like that one because my relationship with the girl's biological father is just amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. Now, I can't say the same thing for my relationship with my son's biological mother, I can't say that. But my relationship with the girl's biological father is amazing. We were just literally together yesterday, last night. And our relationship is so special that regardless of what's going on in the family, when we come together, we spend the majority of our time together. So while the family is there mingling and they're engaging and they're talking to each other, it's just me and him. And it's probably about, wow, maybe about 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. 70% of that time, that gathering, it's just me and him talking about fatherhood and talking about how we can you know, better serve our children.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And understanding when I came in this, I knew I wasn't just Mary Madeline. I knew that. I knew, and, and she could tell you, immediately, those, those girls were my daughters. Mm-hmm. Here we are 24 years later and the discussion with him is this. They're my daughters. You just made them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's admirable but because I, I believe that um, in most blended families the goal is to be civil mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because um, I think we said in the beginning about that drawing the line in the sand uh, that's sometimes gives the other party the understanding that, you know, well, it's the two of them now. And I I believe that again, my, my children were teenagers. So they're still developing that relationship and that relationship is being restored even greater on the other side of the parent. And I'm grateful for that because of the years that they did not have with them. But I also, um, know the respect and honor that I have for this man as being now um, the restoration that we needed as a family to bring about that wholeness, to bring about um, unity, to bring about a lot of things that um, have been life-changing for us. And so when we get together, get together um, for things like parties and all that. I believe Ernest is civil and likewise for um, uh, um, Ernest's ex. I actually haven't seen her since um, since the graduation. We've not seen her. Um, Taylor now is forging ahead and forging a relationship with her mm-hmm. separate of us. And of course she is constantly calling you know dad because again if Ernest won't give you anything else he will give you the plane um, <laughs> but it, it's just a difference when they start growing older and now even in terms of their relationship like when I we see them uh, they're they take pictures now with with with, with their dad, because he's seen the pictures that we take. So he does he's taking pictures with them. And all I can kind of do is look back and smile and say, you know, that's good, because I believe children need that.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They,
2: they they really need that. But our emphasis now is just on what's next for our lives. Um keep um. You know, telling our children things like, you know, I'm so proud of you, you know, getting together with them and seeing the things that they're doing in the earth and going, wow, you know, we had a part of this, but now it's their time. That's kind of where we are. And it is a beautiful place to really be in, to know that we can say, wow, it is their time. Our grands come over and and hug us. And of course, we still go into that parent mode. You know, but realizing that after we kiss them, after we love up on them, after they spent quality time with with me, mom, pop, pop, they go back. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was gonna ask you guys, how is that experience being grandparents now? Yeah. Well, we see that, and that's another that phase. We
3: talk about we, their their future. Yeah, because we, we realize that you know that from that parenting to empty nest, and and and, and to be privileged to be a grandparent, yeah. you know that that and, and so interesting because. Um, our, our children was here um, doing Mother's Day, and it was as the grandchildren here did the Mother's Day, and it was outside, and the kids was here, and they was in the pool and things of that sort. And one of my grandsons says, "This is the life." Yeah, <laughs> you know, <and> they, <laughs> they're, they, like, they're, they're five, girl. six, and seven. <laughs> and we're, and, and I, wait a minute, I, 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 <laughs> I sent them recorded. Them. He was like so-called interviewing, them, and he said, "This is the life." So to see that in them to realizing that they're looking at, that's all they see.
2: That's all they see. That's all they know. And I really believe that every seed reproduces at its own kind. They see the work. They see what their parents had afforded them. Then they come to me, my papa's house. And it's almost like the environment, although different, hasn't changed.
3: Yeah. But they, they realize it. They realize So
2: that. I, I I'm I'm believing God that they will have a greater expectation that this is what we do.
3: Yeah, It, it it's it's different because they realize that this is grandma and grandpa or me, and Pop Pop, and and then this is mommy and daddy. And 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 mommy and daddy knows that when you release them over here, your parenting stuff don't come over here. We have oh, but we respect what you have in in place.
2: But what's <laughs> cool is to see again the fruit. Yeah to see them come in and they're like, oh no, we we getting ready to pray, me, mom, pop, pop, and to see all of them chime in to say their their prayers, to say their prayers at night, to see their praise and worship. It is different coming from a millennial with their kids, but we still see that there's no no change, that what we the foundation that we have laid for them, they're now adding another layer onto their household.
1: And, and how, many, how many grandchildren do you guys have? Huh? Uh, three. Three.
3: Yeah. yeah. And one of the things, and I know you're gonna we're gonna move on to another question. One of the most blessed things out of all of it, uh, to me is that they are a recipient of what we have done earlier. But as a parent, a lot of times we can be so much in a parent mode. Not that we miss those opportunities. We but miss them. Of, we were working a, and A lot of times it's about just taking them. care of them. <laughs> and but now that we can sit back and be that extended where before, as a single parent, we may not have like, let me take them over to Mima and Papa, because that may not have been that type of foundation built. Um, but now they have that foundation built, and they look forward to it. And it's not that they come over and crying and ready to go. Sometimes they cry to go back. Uh, <laughs> uh, you
4: like, a short day. Man,
3: what, what if I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I only. You froze on one, Ernest. Oh, the closer she got oh. to her house, she just started crying. It's a half a day. I didn't stay. It's a short day. a short day. This
2: Ernest. Just, just crazy things like you all. You, you he'll have a, a camping thing put up, and they're in there, uh, in, uh, in, uh, it uh, with lights, reading books. I mean. He makes things so adventurous that he probably didn't do when he had children. But he makes things so adventurous that they're like, oh, they they always know. Oh, we're going over to me and papa's because they're going to do something special. special. So they go back home like, oh, are you are, are, are you doing something special? Like me Papa are doing something special. But again, we don't have the the things that the I won't say weights, but it's a different
0: the responsibility, the
2: responsibility being a grandparent than being a parent.
0: Yes. Yes. I have a, another question for you guys too. What role would you say gratefulness play in your success in your marriage and your family? Um, and even with you Diane and writing a book, you know, in business or whatever, what, what, what role does gratefulness play?
2: Oh, man, Ernest, in the middle of the night, he'll think I'm dreaming or saying something. And I'll tell him, babe, I'm just, you know, telling God, thank you. Um, To still have your 90-year-old mom Mm -hmm. here to be a great grandma and pass down that history, to still have your dad um, be here, um, to still have my sisters intact. Uh, I... have been blessed. I really have not seen a lot of, uh, of death around me. I've only had life. And so um, every day, I, I mean, I, I'll i just let out a shout and her and say, you okay? And I'm like, I just think about all that God would tell me back in those years that I would be crying and at my, in my father's basement with my children saying I had to come home i had to make a decision to come home because i'm like do i stay out there and have all of this great debt or do i come and stay with my dad and know that it's for my good because now i really can put my kids through college without um the stress and struggle of what other factors would bring and so a lot of people at where i go to church never saw that because i never told anybody these things yeah. i just allow god to be god and give me plans and carry them out and not compare myself it's almost like he put blinders on my eyes and said just walk this way just see only me i got you diane and when i would tell ernest he would be like i, I just don't see how you making it with three children i just and i'm like i, I i've never really seen anything else mm. I, 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 i've not I didn't hear stress or struggle from people. I just always knew God was going to take me through situations. He was going to help me because I had people who were married coming to me saying, how do you put three kids through college? And I'm like, honey, that's a story within itself. But um, I am so grateful because I have in my Bible many time years. I put years beside scriptures. And when he would tell me to set my face like a flint, That's when I was sitting in a home, not knowing whether or not I'd even be able to stay in it. And I was all packed up. Hmm. And I'm like, God, Flint means you want me to be determined. But here I am having no clue of what this looks like. And he was just like, all you got to do is think about that one day. Take no thought about all the other days. And then I would put a, a marking beside that. And when he would tell me restoration, Ernest hadn't even come in the picture. It was... I think 17 years when I put that and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you said you restored the canker worm. Okay, well, I agree with you guys. Everything for me was, I agree. Never knowing what that looked like, never knowing the timeline about it because I could not associate or have relationships with people that were going opposite in from that direction. So with that being said, a lot of times I didn't have relationships because I quickly realized that people were not going in that direction. They did not have the same measure of faith that I had. And I would be like, "Okay, God, well, this may be a season where, you know, it's just you and I and you're teaching me things and you're showing me things to come. And he said he would take me to a good land. And I'm like, okay, and I believe you, God. And I never once, it was like I never gave up on my tithes. I never gave up on my offering. I even when I was so deceived, and I'm like, Lord, this seems so incredible. But I've seen the faithfulness of more coming back to me and trusting him that the same person that I had, I was, I needed in my life. Yes. So, um, I would be patient because I had already laid the seed. It's so funny because one day when I was crying in my in my house with my in my, my and she was only I think Ashley only was like seven years old. She said, But mom, you know you gotta walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm like, oh Lord, here's a seven-year-old. I'm just crying. And I and I said, you know what, God, you sent her to remind me and I had to gird myself up. There were so many times in my life that I, I had to gird myself up. But when I would come into the house of God first, knowing that I was the church, I didn't come now ready to receive. I had already received. I was just coming for the fellowship because my father, would tell me, I would be. He would tell me, Diane, you are a well watered garden. I got you. And so, when different guys, I uh, mean, I've had so many, um, what you call them, uh, engagements, <laughs> I probably could have <laughs> opened up my own case jewelers. I'm like, you're not it, you're not it, you're ordinary. And God told me I could have extraordinary, and I'm going to believe God for the extraordinary.
3: And I mean, from, from my views, is that. Every day Diane would tell you that I'm a very simple person. And I am very grateful for every moment because I know where I came from. And, and to be growing up really in a farm area, you know, with no shoes during the summertime, with everybody living in the house with well in the front and the Johnny house in the back. I'm thankful every day just to be here to be able to do what I do. But also thankful for being able to get into a manhood and realizing that best challenges things that could have happened along the way. And as I took my career to a different one, I appreciate all the opportunities that God has given me, the ability, the talents and skills to do what I do because that prepared me for to be, to go into marriage. And in the second time I'm grateful when I did meet Diane. It wasn't a patient, it wasn't let me run out and do this thing and say, hey, you're the best thing. Let me polish myself up and introduce myself to you. I'm saying, I'm grateful just to be a part of your life right now. If you develop into something, it's okay to be a father to be a husband, to to be a grandfather, to raise a child, to get them into college. And so every day when we wake up, we should think we have roof over our head, food on our mouth. Yes, there's no strange sort of struggle from a, depending on who's looking at it, but mm-hmm. to be able to say, God, thank you for all that not only that you have done, all the things you're going to do, and all the things that you're doing in our, our children's and family lives and surrounding friends in our circle. And so as I told Diane, if I left here today, I can say I lived, I loved, I brought seed into this world and I'll be good. If God called me tomorrow, I'll be good. And when I get up there, I can just look back and say, God, thank you for giving me that opportunity to do the things that you asked me to do in this world. And again, a lot of it, we know that what can be bad. So we're saying, okay, I'm thankful that I don't act that way too. (laughs) you realize to say, you know what? If every newscast talks about a male, um, not taking care of his children, not being a good husband, not getting being a good provider. If that's what I am, I can't be thankful for that. I'm thankful for even the small things that was introduced to get me to where we are today. Oh
1: you can't you can't ask for any more than that. And you know, um again man, just watching you guys, you can see that level of gratefulness. And you you don't you don't get that type of relationship without being grateful. Mm-hmm. You don't, um, we, we just celebrated 20, 23 years, 23, 23 years back in March
2: okay.
1: and every every morning I get up, I have a notebook and in my notebook, there are 10 things that I list that I'm grateful for every mm-hmm. morning
4: Yeah.
1: without fail and because I'm blessed yeah so like you said to think about where you come from and and the things that you've encountered the things that you escaped but others didn't exactly yes and, yeah. and, it's, and it's very real and yeah. so to look at your life and especially now as a blended family and and you got you know kids that you didn't biologically produce but they are still your very own you know and then you got grandchildren and all those things we we have four children together, like you guys, but we have 11 grandchildren. <laughs> oh, <okay>. wow, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, wow, is a football team. 12, <laughs> hey, listen, I hope I hope it wow. right now, you know. And it's so, I, I'm we're just so grateful, you know, it's like yes. spending time. Uh, one of the things we started this summer was having the boys because the boys that are here, having them spend a lot of time with us. Yeah. Understanding to them so that even their course would be a lot easier. Yes. And so, man, listen, we thank you guys for joining us. Mm. Oh, man, we appreciate it.
3: Thank you for giving us the opportunity. Um, I mean, we, we enjoy it because, again, no one really knows who you are and what you do. And, and to share your feelings or your experience, and you have gotten a platform for that. And again, only thing we're doing is sharing our life with you. Yeah. Just Just only fragment. Just like Diane and I dated for seven years, as a fragment. We just gave you a fragment, and we hope that you know your listeners, um, whomever they be. You know, we hope that I know there's a nugget that they they gather yeah. from that, and I'm pretty sure they may reach out to you. It may reach out to you just for the scripture so they, uh, the script so they can say, I don't remember all the notes. Can I get the recording? You know, but, so. but
2: more importantly, babe, I believe that uh, again, you know, as believers, we have the scriptures, but the personal application of how to yeah. carry it out, um, we have to have people such as yourself, um, to be raised up to be examples exactly. to let people know, hey, here are so many different dynamics to the blending family that you can glean from, Mm -hmm. that you can get the wisdom regarding that you won't fall into certain traps because um, marriage is on an all time attack when you turn on Mm -hmm. and you see um, more and more about um, same sex marriage. And um, even now with this pride week that's coming, you know the world is wax cold to the traditions that we once grew up and so it's important that we do stand set a standard mm-hmm. of what um a not only blended family looks like but a, a, again if you take the blended out it is still family
1: Still family mm-hmm. Good. And, and and you know it's so funny you said that because although our program is called in the blender the bottom line is we're just concerned about family. Yeah. yeah. And so I just thought it was necessary that we shine light on this dynamic of the family.
4: Yeah.
1: Because once you're blend, you're blended. <laughs> yeah. Once you blend, you're blended. And guess what? Nobody sees the strawberries and the bananas in the blend. Exactly. They just see that one particular color. Whatever it may come out to be, they see that one particular color. And so we just wanted to make sure that we show people all different types of blended families. Yes. Yes. And yes. I don't care where you're at, where you started, mm-hmm. where you think you're going, you win. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can make it. Yes. Cause there, there, there's not a family that we have brought up here that hasn't shown something that you can take from. Yes. That you can take from. i I mean like like. With you guys, like I, I was, I was literally physically a little hungry before, <laughs> but I'm full. <laughs> I, I'm literally full from just the wealth of information, and you know. And how long you guys
2: been married? Um, literally 13 in August, and all together, you <laughs> took all the years together. We've been together 20 years.
1: So so you got 13 years of marriage. Yeah. And I'm talking about you guys are dropping nuggets like it's 30 years. I mean, really dropping nuggets like it's 30 years, but it was that seven year completion that allowed you to be able to 13 years later drop those nuggets.
4: Seven, Seven years, years no, completion. Oh,
1: you know,
2: <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. But also, as <laughs> like you great. said before, <laughs> being hungry, and in the presence of information, there is power. And so we would take information and now say, Okay, this is a good thing that we can now bring back and do yeah. the work. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Um, and that's
2: that's important. You know, preparation does prevent poor performance, and it's important that you realize that you're never too big to glean from someone to to get the wisdom and get the knowledge and then come back and say you know hey babe let's let's consider this and, and I, I believe that that's uh, an, a very important tool and uh, and then coming back and really realizing that uh, again when I come back come to Ernest um, he's going to uh, you know I think men just sometimes they're good listeners, but they want you to fix it. I'm like, no, I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm just asking you to listen. And then there are times when I'm like, no, I need you to help me fix it. But knowing um, where to add that
3: balance. Yep. And one, of, yeah, one of the great things about your platform is that um, not only just for blended, but also for singles, because if, if you're yes. a single person and you're getting hold of some of the challenges of blended, and that has some of the same relationships as an individual single. You you start looking at here's some things I may want to be patient with, be grateful for, work my way through this process because you know we all would love to be able to say our first marriage and that's where we are. I told Don, I wish I would met you 30 years ago. We'd be like okay, you know, <laughs> we definitely be like it, you know setting really nice, but also we realized that if it was, we'd be different then.
4: Yeah, yeah, patient, yeah. It
3: would be yes. a total different subject because. Whatever we had, we brought it together. The challenges wouldn't be something different. Yeah. Um and again, we may not be able to be on your channel because we won't be looking at it from a blended perspective. We just may be looking from a marriage perspective. So it covers more gamut than just the blended, and we want to thank you for that. And well, you know uh, you,
2: and just thank you for being a blessing to the body of Christ and God well, in this area.
1: Thank, thank you, thank guys. you. We, we we just love what we do. Yes. We love it. Um we took this assignment on full steam. We embraced it. And it's just been a blessing. Yeah, great. And one of the things that we, we said coming into 2021 was, we, we've we been doing this since
4: 2017.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, first episode was on Valentine's Day. Okay. That's why we celebrated Valentine's Day with our first episode of In the Blender. But we wanted to make sure this year in particular that we expose folks to other families that are doing it. Yeah. You've heard our stories, you heard our upside our downs, our trials, but let us expose you to some others that are doing it yeah. on a great level yeah. that, that are growing by leaps and bounds that are making impact in the earth. Because a lot of times people look at this dynamic and again, like Ernest started off, you stuck on statistics. Mm-hmm. And you don't know about, okay, while statistics are real, yeah. they're not always necessarily true. It is exactly is. true. Yeah. <laughs> and so you need to understand that, okay, I know what that stat say, but let me show you these points I'm putting up. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly yes. You know, because I, I, I'll say this in closing. I love basketball. And, and LeBron James, that's, that's one of my guys. But when you talk about greatness in the game, I asked this question a couple weeks ago. How do you say LeBron James is greater than Steph Curry and Steph Curry is getting tripled and double teamed every game? (laughs) To me, I kind of look at that a little bit different. Because if a man got to get a bunch of opponents to stop him and you're only playing one-on-one, it kind of speaks to the real greatness that's being shown. And so I think you guys are showing us some greatness We applaud you. We thank you for sharing your life with us, sharing your story with us. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we're we're out of time, but we're not out of message. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it might be reaching back out to you again, Diane. So (laughs) I mean, y'all got some good stuff and you haven't told, I'm sure, just Touch the surface of your lives. So we've been blessed and you've blessed the people. I know from your last episode, I think it had reached to like over 600 and some views. Um, you know and then I can say your guys are across the radio and everything so you blessed um, a lot of people Has been blessed by thank your guys sharing your story so this won't not be the last time that they'll see your face so I'll be in touch but anyway <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in you can reach us um, via email at weareablendedfamily@gmail.com at gmail.com and our website is in intheblenderministries.com you can tune in on Thursday night to WJMS radio from 8 to 9 p.m. and catch a replay of this broadcast here tonight. Also, you can tune in and catch this broadcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, also YouTube. Anything else you want to add? I'm I'm, I'm
1: full. All right. Well,
0: (laughs) other than that, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. And until next time, love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. WWW
1: JMS Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. <laughs> See, we keep it
3: real. real. We always gonna keep it real. You can't knock what's real, you know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man.